Have you ever been in a relationship and you've been like, I'm going to get a tattoo and they've been like, don't do it? I mean, chronically single. <laughs> wow. Like, wow. So uh, I beat the, I beat to my own drum in terms of what I want to do, like run it past my mum, potentially. But like haven't had a boyfriend in about seven years. So uh, not yet anyway. <laughs> And welcome to Girls With Goals. I'm Niamh Marr and I'm delighted to welcome to studio my guests for this week. Rebecca O'Keefe, our beauty editor here at Her.ie and makeup artist and entrepreneur Amy Connolly also joins us. Ladies, you're very welcome to the show. Thanks. Thank you very much. Oh, I love that. Hey. Hey. Nice <laughs> having us. We're going to get into it, but first let's start with our game. So it's called Six Words or Less. So it's for our <laughs> listeners and our readers of Her.ie who may not know who you are. So you have to describe yourself in six words or less. And let's go to Rebecca first. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So I actually thought about this for quite a while. And I decided <laughs> I was going to go with a sentence over six specific oh, words. I appreciate, I I appreciate that. Yeah, because mm. I know Neve likes that. You know, you got to keep her uh, sweet. Uh, yeah, not that I don't like... Go on. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm so, going for the six words. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. At least there's a bit of, you know, we're yeah, chopping and changing. Um, so I'm going to say Disney Disney lover who keeps it country. Because okay. <laughs> I love Disney and I love country music. Do you love country music? I love country music I never knew that about you yeah. I love country music yeah. as well yeah like Johnny Cash is bae like, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> went to, no like went to Nashville last year cri- cried in the Johnny Cash museum loser oh yeah I'm God. a loser like yeah you cried in the Johnny Cash museum I, I was overcome with emotion and hung over country music is amazing though tell the story agreed yeah it does Amy six words or less so I asked my mom for help on this last night. Oh, so really? clearly mum's like amazing, outstanding, incredible. Yeah. No mum, I'm not saying those things. Um, so I was going to go with six words. I know I felt a bit of pressure. No, no, no. Yeah. Do it. Do it. The, the re- well, I'll let you say the words first and then I'll tell you the reason why I'm starting to oh, rethink no. the six words thing. But go on. Give me, give me your words. So I would say impatient. Okay. Great <laughs> word. Yeah. And very true. Impatient, but driven in work. Mm-hmm. I would say friendly. Yeah. Love having I the chat. say friendly. Absolutely. Yeah. And I always say not precious. Nice. Now, I like that. Do we know what precious means? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I wouldn't be one that would need five hours, wouldn't need, mm. you know, a whole wardrobe going away. It'd be grand. Like yeah. everything is like, ah, be grand. That's brilliant. I like that. Haven't heard that one before. <laughs> You're smashing it. You are smashing this. And that's all I have. Is that all? Okay. Yeah. So my problem comes from the word loyal and it's just because people just keep saying it and people just keep saying. Thank God I didn't say loyal. Yeah. Now the thing is, it's great if you're loyal. <laughs> Thumbs up if you're loyal. But it's just, maybe it's Love Island. Maybe it's just that everybody says it all the time. But like, I think it's nice that most people are loyal, but... <laughs> you don't, don't need to tell us. Don't be telling me. I don't, I don't, I don't want to know. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, mean, I think I've just upset quite, quite a lot of people. Um, so Amy, I do want to talk about your brand and you have brush collections, you have academies, you're smashing it in your career. But first, Rebecca O'Keefe is constantly filling the pages of her.ie with just iconic pieces of work mm-hmm. and um, at times I actually put in requests to her as well so she keeps these lists of things that she that she has to do every single day and she puts little notes beside it if, if I've requested a piece and she'll be like for Neve and then just uh-huh. and then just throughout the yeah. day I'll be like have you, have you done that piece yet have you done that piece yet <laughs> I'm terribly demanding um, but basically you wrote a piece there recently and uh, it was a piece about tattoos and in particular it was about Charlotte Crosby and the tattoo that she got for her boyfriends. Yeah. Tell us about that. 
So Charlotte Crosby, six months into dating this new guy, got his name scrawled on the back of her neck. Lovely. And it is the third time she has got a boyfriend's name tattooed on her. So she's actually gone through, I don't know if it's three, but there's definitely, she got an M on her body for Mitch, her ex-boyfriend. Okay. Which she has since had lasered off. I was going to say, are they all still there? Yeah, no. She's gone through like a couple of pretty intense laser sessions. So I'm like, mate. Yeah. Like learn your lesson. (laughs) Learn from your mistakes. You know, get a bag with his name like embroidered on it if you love him that much. But I just feel like there are steps you can take before getting his name permanently tattooed on your neck. The font is beautiful. Oh, agreed. And that, I, I made a point to saying that. I really like her font choice. But if it was her mum's name, it would be fine. And yeah. it's, it's on the back of her neck as well. So yeah. it's like in quite a... Discreet. Well, I don't know. Like you can see, it's big. Yeah, you can exactly. the length of her you neck. You can definitely see it. Um, <laughs> the length the width of her neck. Like, the what do you think, Amy? Do you like, uh, or would you ever, or have you ever had somebody's Imagine. name well <laughs> tattooed on your Reveals body? Yeah. to camera. No, I haven't. No. It's not something that I would ever do. As in, I totally respect those that want to mark their love by inking their body, but definitely not after six months and not if I'd already done it twice and that didn't work, <laughs> that didn't out. work out. I feel like there should be a rule as well is that if the man in question has been on like more than two reality shows yeah. you might want to just reel it in yeah. and kind of look at it. But like Who you, is the current guy? Um, Joshua. Joshua. I know that from Rebecca's yeah. piece. I don't want to confirm a surname because <laughs> she didn't get it on her oh, neck. No. So. Yeah. I don't know anything else about him no. actually. But I find tattoos quite fun. Like you love tattoos, don't love you? Love them. You love have them. a bunch of them. I have four. Do you? Um, yeah. And I, I adore them. I don't plan on stopping anytime soon, but I have this aversion to getting names tattooed on me. I actually, yeah, I was watching, um, do you know Laura's Views? Instagram. No, no. She's a blogger and I was watching her last night. She was in the bath. How creepy is that sentence? <laughs> I was watching her last night. She was naked. Through in the her bath. window? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I was in my house. She was in hers and she was having a bath. She was saying how much she hated baths. And then I saw that she had a tattoo on her thigh. And I was like, oh, interesting. That's a nice tattoo. And then she put like a next picture up and like, that's a cover up of a name. And then like ah. one of those like dough emojis. But um. I never knew that. But I suppose you can get a cover up if you want yeah. But I think tattoos and relationships are kind of interesting in general because I got a tattoo there last week and bonus feature girls will go, let's go look at it. Um, <laughs> and basically my boyfriend, he hates tattoos. So oh, really? yeah, so he kind of had... I wouldn't say he had a problem with it, but he was very much like, I'll give you 500 quid not to do it. <laughs> wow. Add another zero to that and we might have a deal. Yeah. I don't know though. Would you ever be influenced if you were in a relationship or do you feel like you need to kind of like check in with them if you're going to be permanently altering your body? No. Never. I wouldn't. I personally don't have any tattoos. Mm. I don't think I'd be cool enough to have them. Oh, come on. You're cool. Oh, I, I, I just cool. don't think I reach that radar. But <laughs> I'm I... the most uncool person on the planet. <laughs> Do you remember the Disney in the country? Yeah, now it's all coming back. <laughs> I also love Downton Abbey, so <laughs> I'm going to bed before nine. Um, I, so I just don't have them. But I don't think I would ever want to buy my boyfriend. Up. Like, as in, I would say it in conversation more yeah. so than saying, does this suit you? Yeah. Do you yeah. know? Because like it's, 
your body so I know yeah I think it was just one of those things unless that you're getting their name <laughs> then, <laughs> then I would say is this okay with you or? <laughs> like I wasn't getting Dan tattooed across my boobs do you know what I mean Which I not think yet he, yeah <laughs> you then might, he probably would have paid you 500 to, to do that he might have liked that more yeah. to be honest with you yeah but I think it was just he has a real aversion to tattoos mm-hmm. he doesn't like them so I kind of yeah, understood where he was yeah. coming from um, but yeah no you wouldn't ever or have you ever been in a relationship and you've been like I'm going to get a tattoo and they've been like don't do it I mean chronically single <laughs> wow like, wow so uh, I beat the I beat my own drum in terms of what I want to do like run it past my mum potentially <laughs> like haven't had a boyfriend in about seven years so uh, not yet anyway <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard the words chronically, chronically single yeah. before it's part of my it's it's like my USP yeah. And I actually was so not expecting that. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, this one time. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely not, no. So what's your favourite tattoo that you have? Um, I have the Swahili symbol for Hakuna Matata tattooed oh, on nice. my wrist and I love it. Lovely. Although I can concur that it's lovely. People think it looks like a treble clef. It does. Well, people think my tattoo looks like a Christmas tree, so I just, I just tell them it is. And does it have... a? <laughs> Nothing to do with Christmas. <laughs> like, nothing to do with Christmas. No, it's to do with death. But, like, you know, Christmas is happier. Yeah. So I just tell them about yeah. that. Okay. Um, there was another piece that you wrote as well about tattoos, and that was about stretch marks. And so basically now you can get tattoos covering your stretch marks. And I remember oh. when I saw the piece, I was just like, which is essentially like, it's a, it's a beauty procedure yes. essentially yeah. um, but I remember I read the piece and it kind of just made me go oh and I don't know why my reaction my initial reaction was women shouldn't do this yeah I remember you said it and I, but then you disagree with that but tell us about what exactly it is first yeah, yeah I, so it's basically she's, this, she's, a, she's a beauty therapist in the states um, she would have been like a queen of microblading you know getting her eyebrows tattooed she did Lena Dunham's and stuff yeah, and she's basically come up with this like really specific ink, so she will match ink to your co- your skin color, oh. and just really gently tattoo over people's stretch marks, right. and they it, the results are unbelievable. Really, yeah. I'd love to see a picture because I can't really imagine what they just. It's almost just like you're putting permanent concealer over them. Okay. If that makes sense. I wonder though, like what happens then if you go and you get a tan or if yeah. any kind of direct sunlight hits, or if you're like me and you don't tan then you're fine then you're fine yeah. <laughs> that's true I'd be fine yeah but actually and then when I said it to you I was just like you know everybody has stretch marks yeah. Like, I, as in everybody that's normal I think has mm, stretch marks somewhere like, if you are a person who's not a baby anymore like yeah. you're, you're probably going to have stretch marks and I suppose it was one of those things of like if you're trying to be body confident mm. and trying to be like look we all have them let's not cover up the one thing that we all kind of have yeah Um. But like then when you look at people like the Kardashians, like I don't know how they have asses like that without any stretch marks. Yeah. Like it doesn't make sense for yeah. gravity. So that <laughs> that kind of Or buying pants. Or yeah, exactly. So that confuses me as well. But you were like, no, you know, it's just if, if you're self conscious about something, it would be the same as like somebody choosing to get Botox or yeah, somebody or choosing even like we all have hair on our legs. Some people choose to get it lasered off. Yeah. Because it's just something they don't want. I suppose the hair thing's kind of more of a convenience thing, but like why why do we choose to shave our legs, you know? Why yeah. do we choose to cover up stuff? People just have different things that bother them. Yeah, I suppose. And you know that way? Yeah, you kind of like explained it to me in a in a good way and then I was kind of changing my mind. <laughs> yeah, also though, I'd say it would hurt though. Yeah, I would have a feeling it would. I had stretch marks lasered off before and it was 
really violent. Was really? it a few sessions? Yeah. Oh, Fraxel, like it was just it was. Did it work? Yeah, they're not completely gone, but they're faded. Like really, you can barely see them. And was that because you had like a really big insecurity about the stretch marks? Was yeah. it because you wanted to show your body more and you didn't want people to, to notice them or was it just for you? It was for me. Right. Um, they were on my like side and they were as a result of like a condition that I had. It wasn't like a like shot up five inches and I had stretch marks or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And they were just irking me beyond belief. <coughs> Do you know when you just are like, they need to, to cease. I need to not see them anymore. Yeah. So that was what I did. I don't know oh. I, I find the whole thing quite interesting because I think it's I don't have the money to do all that kind of stuff mm. to be honest with you yeah. like I mean I there's loads of things about my body that I would like to change but I literally just don't have the cash um, <laughs> so I it's very easy for me to sit here and be like I would never yeah. do yeah, that yeah, yeah. if I had the money I probably would to be honest with you um, but Amy like you work in the beauty industry obviously so you're going you're painting faces constantly is that kind of something that you're getting off women that you maybe work on is do you feel like there's levels of insecurity that are is it getting better are people more no. going for the natural look or so it's really ironic right people are going for more of the natural look in the sense of makeup they wear okay but that's because they have way more work done so they feel more confident going natural and what i mean by work done i mean they might have fillers or they might have lip fillers lip fillers are rampant nearly yeah one in every five i'd say of people i deal with now i would like to get some lip fillers <clears throat> i have a feeling dan tattooed across my boobs <laughs> will also not approve of that <laughs> just just a hunch um, but so they're like uh, pretty much most women yeah. have them now at this point they look Even. phenomenal I'm not going to lie like I like a big lip they do when they're done well yes. Yes. but the problem is you all are those that generally get them they end up looking the same and it's almost like a swollen upper lip a little bit. Yeah. So like, yeah, you get a bit of plumpness, but there's no realness left yeah. in the lip. Now, yeah. in fairness, there are one or two people that would be like, I have them and I'm like, oh my God, I'd never even know. And that's amazing. That's what you want. And then you get some who are like, yeah, I'd never get feathers. And I can physically feel <laughs> can them it, as like, I'm yeah. doing their lip liner. Oh my God, you can feel them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah wow. Yeah. See, did I why I think lip fillers are so popular in Ireland is that I think like notoriously Irish women just don't have a top lip. I think that it's something about yeah. us. I just don't think we do. Yeah, I have a Wouldn't friend who recently got them and she was conscious of her lips for ages. Like she was always saying it to me and she was like, I'm going to get them. And I was like, go for it. If it's something that bothers you, yeah, do it. And I recently saw it. And the first thing I actually did was I went straight yeah. for them to touch them. <laughs> but like she, you wouldn't know she had, like I obviously can see it because I know what she looked like prior to feeling. Yeah. But they're unbelievable. Really? Yeah. The only thing with some people is and we're all guilty of this because when you're looking at yourself every day you get really used to it but when a lot of girls get fillers and they start off really naturally and really lovely mm. they look at them every day and they look at them in their daytime look and then when they're going out at night they're probably like oh I'm missing Not that enough. bit of yeah. and they get used to it and then they go for the extra meal and that's when you start going a bit ducky Do you find it interesting like I mean how long have you been in, in the makeup is? I was actually thinking about this uh, about a week ago this is my ninth year Wow. And makeup. I know. So I started just before I was 16 in Urban Decay and House Frasier. Okay. And now I'm 25. Wow. Yeah. And so how much has it changed? Like even, oh do my you know, God. I only started like, using brushes like last year. Don't kill me. <laughs> I was just going to So we won't judge don't, you don't for that. Don't out to me. I um, like slapping all my <laughs> I don't like getting makeup on my hands. It freaks yeah. me out. So I have to use brush. Yeah. Your brush. But brushes actually. are quicker anyway. So they're actually going to be yeah, I'm all about the be- for beauty you. blender. Pa, 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 oh, no. that, so do you know what? I've never used a beauty blender. Oh, oh no. it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's why I like it. There was actually an iconic piece. You didn't write it about the girl who, who used. Um, <laughs> You're not iconic. She I'm used not iconic. her boyfriend's balls. I remember. I wasn't here when that piece came Sorry. out. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Her. She used her boyfriend's balls. I actually, as, a blue, as a beauty blender. Yeah, I actually can't when explain it any further. She like dipped his balls in her foundation and his, used. Oh, his genitals. genitalia. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. And then and then I she, thought you meant like maybe golf balls. No, or, his actual. Know. His testicles. His testicles, yeah. And I was trying to think of the word. Testes, <laughs> like, what do you call them? <laughs> plural is testes, testes, I think. And then she, of course, filmed it and put it on the internet. I mean, I mean the makeup coverage was good. Like, Damn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, I can't go I'd say it this. was soft. <laughs> and kind of room temperature, I guess. Like, it's yeah. not, you know. I hope they were nice and smooth. Oh, they are. Yeah. Did oh, you have a bit of grooming? Oh, I know. They were lovely. Sorry, we really, really digress. <laughs> I did not mean to bring that up, and I did not I'm mean. So to glad work. you did. So how has how has it changed in nine years? Then, even from the point of view of like the makeup that you're putting on people, mm. like how has it changed? So nine years ago, say stuff like brows or contour cheekbones, lip liner wasn't really in. Like I actually think back or if you have a look to the very beginning of my Facebook page and I probably shouldn't say that because I'm not advocating that you do. And I used to be like, hey guys, book me on this number. And I'd put a photo up as an advertisement. Okay. It was the worst photo. Like I still cry laughing when I see it. It was a picture of you. Like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. Absolutely horrific. But in my defence, at that time, none of those yeah. were really in. So then we started to see a change, obviously, with all contouring and all that and people went mad. Then people went seriously into like an Instagram hun makeup look. Yeah, where yeah. Where it was like loads and loads of makeup. Mm. That's still in and that's fine if that's your thing. Yeah. But I do think there's now like a 360 where people are kind of paring back going, I want to be really natural. But Dewey it's also glow. because they have a little bit more work done sometimes. Mm. I mean, like, Jesus, nine years ago, I look <clears> at <throat> pictures of myself in makeup and I had no idea. Like, I I, I feel a little bit self-conscious even talking to you guys because you're both beauty queens. <laughs> because I don't know if I still have an idea, but at least my face kind of matches the rest of my body because yeah, I key. used to be a like just a ghost yeah. head yeah. on top of a brown body. Yeah. <laughs> and then the ghost head, I literally would just like, get the foundation with my hands mm-hmm. and then just put it on my face and then nothing. nothing. Like no powder, no bronzer, uh, no blush. Oh, I Forget about it. Blush. So I was a circle, like a moon, just yeah. on top of a brown head. On an orange stick. Yeah. And then there's like loads of black eyeliner. and That's what I, I and used to put like five layers of black eyeliner on. Yeah. Like I've got blue eyes now, so like it's not, not even that great. No. Yeah. Yeah. no mascara, no brows, nothing. Just five layers of black liner. And I always remember my mum's or my friend's mum saying Ames like do you think do you think that might be a bit much and I was like you know nothing <laughs> this is amazing look. I look class no, I actually so, look like I was so going to start a fight I never wore anything on my lips which oh. was so weird concealer, concealer. Yeah. I used to physically get requests in Urban Decay could you just put concealer with glass on my lips and I'd be like unbelievable was, no problem that was probably me <laughs> like what? requesting that why did we do that and though? then I moved on to Mac Myth do you remember? Oh, which myth is, is still around. Yeah, but it's basically matte. It's a MAC lipstick that's just, con- it's concealer, like a skin mm. colour. The thing that I find interesting is that when I look at like young girls now on Instagram and, and just like in the shops, they all look gorgeous, unbelievable. Yeah. And I feel a little bit angry in my soul because they don't have any pictures. Like my Debs, like, I mean, I it's just horrific what I wore and what I what I looked like. Just the whole thing was a car crash. <laughs> but like they all literally look like stunning models. But I wonder in 10 years time, yeah. are they going to look back and go, oh my God, I can't believe 
sides. I we know. had HD brows. Ew. Do you know what I mean? I don't think I it's going so. They deserve that yeah. too. You know what I mean? Like I look back and I'm like, why is there mousse in your hair and why is there blue glitter on your eyes? Oh, I loved blue glitter. Blue glitter. I was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. had a glitter roller, um, which <laughs> like was a, like a, a little like perfume a, thing. Oh, and it was just all encompassing. Like Gosh. I would put it on my eyes, yeah. I would put it on my cheeks, <laughs> I would put it on my lips, yeah. and then I just like work it all over the body. body. And tell yeah. me, did you get a free with Kiss magazine? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never bought it. <laughs> of course, I didn't. Yes, you did. Never. Um, okay, we are going to take a quick break now. So earlier in the week, I was at the Dublin Horse Show to interview Erica Fox or Retro Flame as she's known as there was a few bits that happened and it turns out ladies day literally took hours there was 500 entries so i didn't actually get to talk to her on the day but i caught up with her on the phone before she headed back to new york and here's how we got on i'm joined on the line now by erica fox aka retro flame and erica you're in ireland at the moment and we were at the Ladies' Day earlier on today at the Dublin Horse Show, thanks to Dundrum Town Centre. So how did it all go? I heard there was a little bit of rain. Oh, it was actually fantastic. The rain only came towards the end, thankfully, but up until the very end, it was blue skies. I couldn't believe it. I woke up this morning and I actually couldn't believe my eyes to see that it wasn't raining. Um, but we had a fantastic day. The winners that we got to choose were just stunning and really unique and really classic and yeah overall a fantastic day to be here I want to ask about your career a little bit our readers are absolutely obsessed with you and your lifestyle blog so you've spoken before on your site about the moment that you first heard about blogging and I believe you were in college at the time you were doing a fashion PR class isn't that right yeah, that's right. All those years ago, I was doing um, a fashion course in a college in Galway called GTI. And I remember we were in, I think it was a fashion PR class. Yeah, that, that was it. And the tutor asked us to write down, you know, our favorite blogs. And sure, at the time, I really didn't even follow blogs. I didn't really know what they were. So I started Googling it. And I just, from that moment, I was like, okay, I want to do this as well. So it took me about six months after that to actually get my own up and running. But ever since then, sure, I, I've never looked back since. You also spoke as well about interning kind of at the beginning of your career and how crucial it was for your career. So do you still think that that's the best way to get into the industry? A hundred percent. Like I definitely do think, you know, having certain courses behind you and getting experience that way. But I think without actual experience and actual internships, it's much harder to kind of break your way in because not only with the internships, obviously you're getting the experience, but you're also meeting so many people and that's where you're making connections and you're networking from the get-go and that's definitely what helps me. I think networking, especially in kind of your line of business, is so important as well. So before you started Retro Flame, who was the blogger that kind of impacted you the most or had the biggest effect on your career early on? I guess a lot of the bloggers that were in New York, to be honest, like obviously I followed all the Irish girls. There was much fewer of us back then when I started first, but I used to go to New York in my summers and that's where I really kind of started to see the, the big international ones. Like we were what and something navy and a lot of the New York based ones. And I just saw what they were doing on a really kind of a big scale already. And I saw where the industry was going very quickly. So I think that's what kind of gave me the push to keep working hard. Absolutely. I, I follow you now on all your social media accounts and stuff like that. And it seems like you're constantly working, obviously, flat out. So how do you manage your time when it comes to running your blog efficiently and keeping the content fresh? Yeah, um, I definitely treat it. I think I've always treated it like a business. I never really looked at it as a hobby. I kind of always, you know, obviously when I started off, I wasn't getting paid, but I always 
had my schedules, my deadlines. I wanted content up all the time, even when we're traveling or whatever. And my sister Taylor works with me full time. So I think, you know, at the beginning of every week and every month, we really sit down and we plan, plan, plan for the month ahead. And we make sure we constantly have new, fresh content coming out for people who read. You said there as well, just about, you know, money and, and that kind of aspect of it. I think when you're starting out with a blog, obviously you have to really be passionate about the content that you're doing. But a lot of people do think that blogging is an easy way to make money online. And obviously there's so many new blogs popping up. Would you agree with that sentiment? Definitely not an easy way to make money online. I think you know, when you get bigger and when you get established, of course, like bigger opportunities come your way, but there's a very long road up to that point. Like, I think I was doing it as a hobby and working full time for, you know, the first three years. Um, but, you know, then I just kept going, kept going. And eventually I was able to go out on my own. And I'm about six years in at this stage, even nearly seven, I say right now. Um, and it definitely took time for the money to come. But I think you can never go into blogging and the industry just thinking about the money because then it honestly it won't last you'll you'll be gone when you see how much work it actually takes but you, you truly have to love it and obviously as well you know what you do full time is your business and it's your it's your 9 to 5 and it's your income as well so in terms of traffic and and kind of getting people onto the site and bringing them to your various different platforms what do you think is the best strategy that worked well for you personally when it comes to traffic to your blog um, I guess, I mean, back in the day, Facebook was my top one for getting people over. But, yeah. you know, every year it's changing. Last year probably was Snapchat. Now it's moving towards Insta stories. I think it's just constantly, constantly changing. And that's why it's so important to keep on top of all these platforms and get on them early and just really build your name on all of them. Because, you know, obviously Snapchat was huge here in Ireland. And now, to be honest, a lot of the brands, you know, aren't as focused on it, obviously. So you really have to kind of keep trying all the different things. Um, but yeah, right now I would say Insta stories and also YouTube. My blogs are a brilliant way as well. I, I love doing them. It's funny, actually, because YouTube is so huge in the States and I see lifestyle bloggers and uh, beauty bloggers in particular post things. And within days, they're up around 12 million, 15 million. I do think that it's a bit slower to take on here or catch on here in Ireland. I mean, do you think that's going to change? Um, Yeah, I think it will change. Like, obviously, I think being in the US and being in New York really pushed me to get more into it and personally I love YouTube as well so I, I've always kind of wanted to do it but I you know you'd be a bit scared video is kind of more intimidating than other stuff but um, I started properly last year video is just so important now I think it's only going to get more and more important too even here in Ireland as well Obviously, you are based in New York and, and you are very happy there, uh, it would appear from your social media. Anyway, I don't know if you're happy there or not, Erica. But um, is, is the blogging world a lot more competitive in the States? And would you ever see yourself kind of returning to Ireland in the future? Um, it's very different. And I think I'm very lucky in that I have audiences in both places. So yeah. right now, I kind of have the best of both worlds. I'm able to go back and forth. Um, people always ask me, am I going to stay or am I going to come home? And I think I probably will stay over there as long as I can. Just because it's a very, it's a very different. I love having both. I suppose that's what I'm trying to say. I, I love having both kind of sides of it and both markets. Yeah. Um, probably the very, very long term, I might come home, but for the next foreseeable future, I think I'll be there. Okay. So biggest tips are readers of her.ie and our listeners of the podcast really want to know. So anyone who's listening to this, who looks up to you and who wants to make blogging their career, what would you say to them? Now in 2018. I would say having your own voice is absolutely crucial. Like not looking at the bigger ones, you know, kind of almost ignoring them in a way and just really doing you. Consistency, 
and also quality. I think to become a blogger now in, in this kind of, you know, situation and this industry that we're in at the moment, quality is just will make you stand out much quicker than if you don't have it. Erica Fox, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you so much. So do you guys know Erica Fox? I do, retroflame. Yes. Not personally. Yeah, yeah, never met her. No. She's doing incredibly well. Um, I also haven't met her, but I spoke to her <laughs> on the phone. She looked stunning at the horse show, though. Um, but we were talking a little bit about YouTube. And so obviously she has a big audience in New York and she has a big audience here as well. Mm-hmm. So she does the YouTube, but um, she does the old YouTube. <laughs> the YouTube. Oh, yeah. I don't think that is something that is done here a huge amount or it's not as big as it is over there so Mm -hmm. people are more so on Instagram and they're more so using IGTV now I think as well so I have fallen into a YouTube hole of late and in particular with uh, makeup tutorials okay I just can't stop (laughs) watching them now I never do anything I don't I don't like recreate it no no I just watch them and I just find it so fascinating. And the person that I'm the most fascinated by at the moment is Jeffree Star. Yeah, well, he's so controversial anyway in yeah. his manner, isn't he? Do you know him? Like, as in, do, are you, you're obviously aware yeah. of him. Yeah. yeah, I actually, to be honest, I don't watch YouTube. And people always say you I should. I don't either. Um, but I will be aware of those on it. Yeah. You know, like the big guys. Well, I have to say, mm. with YouTube, I like watch it more than I watch TV now. And really? Yeah, 100%. So Jeffree Star, just for anybody who doesn't know, he is, um, well, he owns a cosmetic company. And he's also a makeup artist. And he used to be a musician. He started off on MySpace. Oh my God, it's fascinating. Literally talk about it. I know. Um, So he's had a crazy life, but in the last like three years, his cosmetic company has gone from like here to here. It's gone huge mm. as in he's now a multi-millionaire like everything he owns is pink he's he's just My scene. he's doing <laughs> amazingly well like all of his products are like he puts them online and they're mm. gone straight away Yeah. so basically this other YouTuber there's a point to this this <laughs> other YouTuber Shane Dawson right he does kind of Illuminati like ah uh, yes uh, theories like, like yeah conspiracy I know what theories yeah. does a huge following as well but he did this kind of like getting to know Jeffree Star series so it's a four part series it's on YouTube and literally in the last week it has broken the internet. Each episode is getting 15 million views. Shane Dawson himself has now, he now has like 16 million subscribers or something like that. Insane. Which is like, how and many people is, are is in Ireland? Like unveiling like loads of secrets or? So this is what I find so interesting. This is what I want to talk to you about. So basically, he's going behind like, you know the way when they're doing their YouTube tutorials, they've got this beautiful backdrop and they're putting on makeup and they've got their ring lights and all this kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. But he went back kind of behind the scenes and went into like his warehouses and went into the production line of the makeup and like how you come up with your products mm. and, and all this kind of stuff. Now they got into like stuff about their personal lives and all this kind of stuff as well. And it was just gas as well as anything. It's gas. But I found that element of it so interesting because the beauty industry and the cosmetic company industry in general is just so massive at the moment. Now you can mm. literally make hundreds of millions oh, yeah. In two years. Yeah. You have sculpted. Tell us about that first and then I want to get into like more. (laughs) (laughs) So I studied commerce and French for four years. That was actually my degree. Nothing to do with makeup. And people always say, oh, you studied the commerce. That must be such a big help. Yet to have that moment where I'm like, that lecture was amazing for what I'm doing (laughs) right now. I actually majored in accounting and digital marketing. Okay. Yeah. I was never going to be an accountant, but I wanted to know my own books. Nice. You know, see, that's smart. smart. Mm. Yeah. 
You got the smarts. The smarts. Yeah, I don't so know how to do that's that. That's what I started yeah. doing. And I always knew I wanted to do cosmetics. Yeah. I just didn't have my like eureka moment of like, this is what I'm going to mm. do yet. But it takes ages. So when I graduated, when I was 22, I started straight away basically with a company in the UK. Researched different people in Europe, flew over to the UK and partnered with them and learned, I would say, a lifetime's worth of lessons in my first six months. Really? Everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. Okay. And it was the best thing ever mm. because it prepared me so much for the next few. But when I say everything went wrong, really? I mean everything. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like not that the consumer would have seen because the product was fine, but I mean like logistics or, you know, all the stuff that you're learning as you go because like I went into my first buyer's meeting and I was like, hi, yeah, yeah, sculpt this, sculpt that, no bother. And they were like, what's the margin? And I was like, yeah, I'm just going to come back to you on that. Left the room, Googled, what is margin? So like this is, this is all the clear. thing. The thing is, is that we see like the finished product come out on Instagram and it looks beautiful Mm. and there's like flashing images in the video and everybody's like looking at the cameras and it's just delightful but like it's all the stuff behind the scenes that I actually think people are really interested in and that really really want to know and you have to know about the margins and you have to know how your product is going to perform in order to compete right so I'm presuming that that was like a big well it would be a learning curve for anybody but I'm presuming that that's something that you thought about hugely before you decided to go into the market in the first place so I'm going to answer this honestly and say no okay and the biggest thing that I had on my side before I started Sculpted was oblivion so I was like yeah I'm going to do this no bother I'm invincible had no idea the workload behind it was prepared to work but didn't actually know what was ahead of me and so I think it was just the unknown that I was like it'll be grand and then once I was in it, there was no getting out of it. And okay. you just had to go with okay. it. Okay, Lissful so ignorance. like the exact yeah. opposite of what I just suggested. <laughs> <laughs> but that would be a really clever approach. But that just wasn't one that I took. But so tell me then, what was like the first thing that you did when you so thought of Sculpted? The first thing was thinking about the products that I felt that were missing from my kit. So at that stage, I'd been doing makeup for six seven years which was great because I was used to dealing with different skins types I knew the products that were like absolute essentials so when I first launched the original Sculpta palette I felt like we didn't have a lot of palettes that had good quality bronzers for Irish skin tones a cream highlight which is absolutely undisputable one of the best products everyone should own because it makes your skin look really natural and then a powder highlight in it so one second Mm -hmm. (laughs) one second the cream highlighter yeah um it doesn't work on me and I would love you to change my mind but like I swear to God I don't know what it is maybe I'm putting it on wrong maybe I'm putting it on how are you applying it so I would put it on after I've done everything else aside from powder do you know what I mean that's fine but how like beauty blender no I would use a brush for Um, okay so I'm going to stop you right there okay I've done it wrong it needs to be a finger oh so now I'm allowed to use my finger (laughs) the ring (laughs) finger this is confusing and you go tap 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 yeah, tap, 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 yeah. tap, 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 tap. Oh, and the ring finger. That feels good, actually. That's the most gentle of the fingers. Is if it? I was to pick yeah. two products to come to my grave with me, we're all getting very somber here, mm. it would be cream highlighter and lip liner. Really? Yeah. You love lip liner? I yeah. love lip liner. I also don't use that. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's honestly, it's absolutely you love, amazing. You love a bold lip. I love a bold lip. How do you not use lip liner? I don't know, just wing it. Lash it on. <laughs> just lash hope it on. Hope for the best. Hope for the best and hope that people are far enough away <laughs> that I look a little bit blurry. 
But you I'm going to get to well, though. Oh, thank you. So, so you saw these kind of gaps in the market specifically for Irish skin, which yeah. is a, a nice way to go. And then you were like, okay, so this is what would complete my kit. So you were coming at it from a yeah. makeup artist point of view. Exactly. But a makeup artist that was thinking in terms of clients, because ironically as it is, even though I'm a makeup artist, I really wouldn't put a lot of time into my own makeup or spend hours getting my face ready. Okay. I think it's great for those that have the time and want to do that. But I personally would just lash it on I'm yeah. so I was thinking from both sides I suppose and you'll even notice like whenever we do a product it's always like broken down with okay video content online because that's important anyway but say there'd be like a leaflet inside with like a step by step guide or like real like dummy tips to try and make it feel proof because that's what I wanted like for it to be accessible for all ages basically rather than just the mums going contouring no way I know, yeah. contouring still scares me. Yeah. So so you identified what you wanted to do and then mm-hmm. what was the next step then? Then it was bringing it to a buyer, was it? Or um, no, I got yeah. it wrong. So, so you research your your partners, basically, or your manufacturers, fly over, have meetings with them. You go through a huge stage of prototypes. So you can be really lucky in one product and you might get it done in maybe five or six prototypes if you're really specific on the percentage of ingredients, etc. Or else it could take up to 12 months. Right. You're going back and forth, you might change your mind. And and is that you like there in a place where these products are and like literally like testing them out and stuff? Yeah. Wow, so in the okay. UK in Manchester, they had a colour lab. Now they had the factory elsewhere because obviously you have to have like non-exposed machinery and stuff when you're making powders, which we don't have in Ireland, by the way, which we need. Obviously, I didn't, um, I didn't know that at all. Yeah. So they had a colour lab in Manchester and we would kind of pick around the the shades, the tones, you look at, I suppose, the breakdown of the pigment percentage in the products. Yeah. Um, and try and get as hands on as you can. I also flew to Shanghai in March. That was wow. really interesting. So I visited loads of factories that weren't even necessarily my factories just yeah. to kind of have a benchmark and go off against. I definitely didn't see any mad child labour that people kind of scare you about. But there were definitely some factories that you'd sit in their room and they'd be like, oh, we can make this. And they'd shove Huda Beauty in your face. And you know, well, they haven't made Huda Beauty right. or one of those brands. So, so there's chances like that. wits about you. 100%. At the end of the day, like your name is connected mm-hmm. to this. Your name is the most yeah. important thing in, in your industry. So 100%. you have to make sure that the product is good as well. And like granted, it would be a lot easier to go to a factory where you could just go stamp, sculpted, amazing, done. And there's a lot of people that do that and there's no disrespect to those that do it because it's a different process, different business model. And is it cheaper to do to do it that way? I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know exact figures, um, but I would imagine so because you're just basically adding your name onto a bulk of production that's already there. So everything is done on economies of scale. Yeah. So I'd say it would be cheaper, yeah. But it's a lot more difficult but it's a lot more amazing obviously going your own route because then it's your product and no one else can just stamp their name on mm. it and yeah. then it's theirs. Rebecca, as a beauty editor obviously like products are just coming out every Every day. Yeah, but I mean, it gives you those iconic pieces to write, you know? Do you know that the first, um, so obviously as a beauty editor we get like press drops and we get products sent into us and the first ever oh I'm aware oh you're aware it's all the best products oh yeah no and and I get books and I love the books (laughs) that I get no I'm really appreciative of them like I really love them but the stuff that this woman gets sent in but the first ever press drop I got with my name on it was your first sculpted palette was it and I remember being so excited I can actually still see the box it came with a little white rose and a press drop yeah and I I actually spray painted the roses and the flowers thought that I had lost all my marbles. Mine must have been lost in the post. 
Obviously, I'm just sitting in the corner reading a book or something <laughs> like that. I need it, Amy. I need it more than yeah. she needs. Next she time I come in, I'm going to put cream highlighter on you. Oh, thank you. She and lip liner. Makeup. Yeah, she, uh, the beauty editor. I did today. Yeah, she's wearing makeup today, but literally like every day she doesn't, she doesn't wear it. Yeah. yeah. But no, like, so obviously you are the target for these kind of products yeah. that are then being launching. And I suppose... I mean, obviously not naming any names and stuff, but can you tell the difference when something has gone through like a rigorous process? Oh, yeah. Can you? Yeah. So I got a press drop recently. Will remain nameless. And it looked amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I opened it, it stank. Really? Like there was this bizarre. I couldn't quite tell. It was like sulfury. Now, um, sometimes the bathroom that we sit next no, to. No, it wasn't the bathroom. I'm telling you now. It, like it was just a funny smell. And I was like, okay, Actually, I can tell that it probably costs whatever a fiver. And can right. you tell with the actual products? Like, if you put <coughs> products on your face, can you tell the difference between, say, the crazy like stuff that costs a hundred euro, and then the kind of? Because I actually think that the, I think the the products that have a competitive price point now are mm. actually doing really well. I would agree. I don't typically. Uh, opt for the most expensive thing and I actually make a point of saying that in my articles like yeah. I'm a firm I think that the quality of like certain brands you could pay like I the foundation I, I don't use foundation it's a BB cream Um, I think it costs 12 euro mm-hmm. and it's the only thing I will put on my face really so that's another trend that I meant to say over the years at makeup yeah. people are definitely a lot more trustworthy of like budget brands basically like kind of high street brands ones that you'd get in the pharmacy exactly Yeah, like years ago would have been like oh are you using bourgeois yeah. on me if it was in my kit now I'm not saying all my finishes are bourgeois I still use all MAC noise yeah. all that but now people will be literally asking like do you have a cheaper dupe for that mm, that yeah. I could use day to day I you know thought that bourgeois was like fancy no do you know that bourgeois <laughs> is um, bourgeois foundation is now correct me if I'm wrong I know you're going to say but it's yeah, made in the same factory as the <gasps> Chanel foundation dun 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 what and actually I- if you look at the products they're the same yeah <laughs> like as in obviously there's there's higher percentage of ingredients yeah. and packaging quality into Chanel okay but they actually do look quite similar mm. when you break them down wow I didn't know that it's so funny though it's very much about the trends because back slightly to like when I was um 16 or 17 we all wore Elizabeth Arden makeup. I know. Do you remember? It was the compact. The, yeah, and yeah. you would just troll it on oh, your face. And when I say like, isn't that kind of more made for ladies of an, of an older of age? Of an older age. Yes, but actually it's quite heavy that even for ladies of an older age, I, I wouldn't yeah. really. But I it, used Dream Matte Mousse religiously. I just used the um, Max Factor Pan Stick and I didn't oh, blend just, it in. Yeah. Just all <laughs> over and stop abruptly here. <laughs> Yeah, the Elizabeth Arden was um, was a weird one. I didn't understand why we all did it. But yeah, and I, I wore the colour that my best friend wore. And she's, oh, yeah. She's kind of like blonde and tanned. And <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, yeah nice. Yeah. Nice. No, it definitely, definitely fit. So obviously you did a huge amount of research then. And so how is it doing? Like how's Sculpted going at the moment? And what are the That's next great. big steps? Tell us. Um, so the next quarter for us is going to be our biggest to date. Okay. Um, definitely. So I've been working up to these moments basically which sounds really dramatic but at the beginning when I wanted to do my first product I had envisioned to do this bigger range but I didn't have the financial means initially because it's also expensive when yeah. you cater everything into it um, so we have a product launch in about 10 days oh yeah oh that's exciting this has been on I can't wait for the press the drop the most <laughs> 
My press drop. <laughs> my oh, press yeah. drop. <laughs> but this has been in motion for literally two years. Oh my God. Can you tell yeah. us anything or is it? S- it's for lips. Oh. Yeah. Excellent. It's for lips, but it's a new take around the product. Okay. So it doesn't exist, exist for lips at the moment. Um, one or two people have beaten me to it with regards to the novel design. Okay. But, and I was really disappointed. Like this week I was like in oh, the really? terror. Yeah, because oh, really? when you put so much effort into something, and I mean like you're emailing these factories two or three times a day. Yeah. It wouldn't change a thing, but it's exhausting because okay. you're constantly like, oh, is it going to get delivered on time? Is it going to be this? Did I forget to put for external use only on the packaging? Right. Is the safety Stuff assessor like going to pull yeah. it? You know, there's there's thousands of things so that you much have things, to remember. Yeah. yeah. But it's great because when you get in a system, you kind of know it a bit better. And we're only in business like 18 months. So we're still in our infancy. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but the only way I flipped it on its head this week is I was like at least we're doing what global brands are doing yeah. you know and we're a small startup now the reason why it's taken me two years is because obviously when you're going to a factory with this idea that doesn't exist they're like are you mad mm. you're a startup and yeah. we have no proof or credibility of your of your brand so to you date. kind of have to say just trust <clears throat> me on yeah. this I know what's happening literally and when you say like that someone's kind of beating you to it or whatever I mean presumably that's kind of the nature of the beast isn't it it is but it's funny because I'm just like on my journey at the beginning of this I kind of feel like that's no one would touch us yeah. I'm like yeah. oh no these are all in my head like no one can know my thoughts and it happened recently where someone um, really ripped off one of our products and there was huge drama around it. Okay. I stayed out of it now because I didn't want any negative yeah. connotations or anything around it. And business is business, that's fine. Personally, I wouldn't do it necessarily, do it, yeah. especially to a similar kind of small kind of startup brand or, you know, yeah. a local brand. Um, but yeah, that's just the game. And makeup is so competitive that people have the same ideas and thoughts and it's literally a race as to who can get it on the market first. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing as well. If it's a race, you still don't want to cut any corners. Well, that's it. Because you and have to make sure. that's why it's taken two years. I could have pulled the plug and probably launched it in May but I wouldn't have been happy with the colours of okay. the lips. So I've waited. But I'm really excited. Like, it's amazing. Uh, I'm really excited. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hope's on a big anti-climax now. Oh, oh that's what it is. <laughs> no, it's and exciting. Then, and you sound like you've worked really hard on it and you're really passionate yeah. about it. So that's incredible. And then the end of September, we'll see our extended sculpted range. Wow. It's a huge undertaking, but we've been working up to it, so it'll be nice. Amazing. Yeah. Um, before I let you go, because I do know that you have to run off because you've got to catch oh, a such tough thing. life. It's a tough life, just jetting off for the weekend. I do want to know, because you're both beauty queens, like, I don't know why I'm saying that, because you're not beauty queens, but you know what I mean when I say I know that. what you mean. <laughs> guru? We do it for a living. <laughs> you, should I say guru? I'll say guru, I would yeah. say Amy's more guru than me. Okay. But yeah, what that's you, just, what she's you? been in the biz longer. <laughs> so what are you? A beauty editor. Okay. We got How long have you been a beauty stop. editor? Two months. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I liked it. I, that was what I aspired to be. So here we yeah, are. Yeah, there you go. We Dream got, achieved. We've got gurus. We've got <laughs> editors. We've got country. We've got it all. Yeah. Um, I do want to know about any massive trends that we, the normal people who aren't gurus and, and editors of beauty, should look out for in the near future. I'm just going to say one first because I know it. It's white eyeliner. Yep. White or nude? White. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I don't know. It's white. I've been wearing nude a lot lately, which Have I you? think is personally more... Are we talking under eye? It's less extreme. Oh, I'm, ta- I'm talking waterline. Waterline. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so I was, You're th- talking I was thinking white, white liquid eyeliner. Nice. Liquid yeah. eyeliner, That'd yeah. That'd be cool. It yeah. looks cool. Rihanna wore it to um, 
men's fashion week delivered it'll probably be in the fashion weeks now yeah come september as yeah well. so I'm you heard it here first neve, neve mar why not where did you pull it, your baby? inspiration from Se- yeah setting trends where did, since where did you where did you get that trend from i think you wrote it, it. <laughs> <laughs> two months and you're already yeah. an expert damn it anything else we can look out for what are people requesting? I want to know what you talk to these people. Well, about. whenever the season changes, lips always get darker. Really? And deeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the mm-hmm. tones. Yeah. You're bang on trend. See? You heard it here first. <laughs> Neve Ma. You saw it here first. Trendsetter extraordinaire. Oh. Uh, the tones on the eyes always get a bit more rustic as well. Yeah. Which I love. Oh, because it's coming into autumn. Coppers yeah. and like. So like stuff like copper liners, gold liners. Yeah. Feel free to rock them. Beautiful. I yeah. actually have to say, coming into this next season is my favourite season. I'm so excited. We yeah. were only talking about it the other day in the office. Yeah, we were like, about all the layers and the knits and the jumpers. Oh, I love it. I'm sorry, I can't I wait to put it. like a scarf on and order something with like pumpkin in it. You Everybody know what I mean? now that's going to listen to this, <clears throat> yeah. if it's raining today, is going to curse us. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. oh I know. It is colder today than it has been. I'm looking oh, forward to yeah. it. I want it to be windy. I'm very yeah. excited about it. Okay, that is all the time we have for this week. Thank you so much to my guests, Amy Connolly and Rebecca O'Keefe. I mean, we're very excited about all the stuff that's coming. Thanks for having me. No, of course. And we're so excited for the press drop. (laughs) (laughs) I was actually blocking you out because I want to get it. I'm a loser. I want to get it. And I saw a high five opportunity, but whatever. It was straight We're in this together. We're in this together. Yes, Neve, yes. Okay. Uh, that was really embarrassing for those of you who haven't been able to watch this. Uh, so funny. <laughs> Shane Dempsey was on sound and Fiona Delaney was helping out behind the scenes. I'm Neve Mar and we will chat to you next week. <laughs> <laughs> That's a re- I'm such a dork. Like, That's a real me move. That was a perfect, 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 perfect way to get off, isn't it? it?